the Culture Guy podcast. Welcome back to the Culture Guy podcast, next episode of May 2016. Today with a guest friend of mine from Eastern Europe. He goes by the name of Mikola, and you'll hear a little bit more about him soon. All right, people, welcome back to the Culture Guy podcast. This is another episode in May of 2016. Um, today, we'll have some insights from a good friend of mine from Eastern Europe, actually from the Ukraine, from Kiev, Mikola Latansky, and I'll have him on just a second. First of all, I'd like to congratulate you all on um, commenting on the blog articles on our website, on responding to our podcast episodes. We've been getting excellent feedback lately and i just want to extend my gratitude this doesn't work uh, podcasting doesn't work if there's no feedback if i'm only sending something out to the universe without a response then there is no podcast we're not communicating and this is a program to actually have a communication have a dialogue around crossing cultures the challenges and benefits and how to make it work every day at work, outside of work, in the social environment. My name is Christian, known as The Culture Guy. I'm also the founder and president and CEO of a company called The Culture Mastery. That's where you can find us online, theculturemastery.com. In the blog section, you'll find the, all the episodes of our podcast, The Culture Guy podcast, and of course, other stuff that we've published in recent weeks and months. And some of you noticed there is a blog article with a video that we recently produced, and we've got thousands of views on that video. And some people ask me, well, how did you get that done? Um, who's the guy that's interviewing you on that video? That looks so professional. Yeah, it is professional because the person that I had the pleasure of working with is a professional. His name is Joel Roberts. He's been a talk radio host in Los Angeles for many, many years. And if you would like to learn more about how to get your message out in a more concise, precise manner, let me know, get in touch with us. We'll um, contact Joel or we'll make an introduction to Joel. So if that's something that you would like to do, please let us know, we'll, we'll make that happen. Also, um, I just want to uh, focus your attention real quick on the blog. If you haven't found it yet, theculturemastery.com forward slash blog, where you find all the recent articles that we've gotten some interesting feedback on, especially when it comes to hiring around cultural fit and how we think it's not necessarily the best idea to go for quote unquote cultural fit. And 
I've also published an article that was dear to my heart um, about bridges and walls. And those of you who live in North America and even those who follow the news coming out of the United States, you may have heard about uh, the alleged benefits of a wall that could be built along the southern border of the United States with, with Mexico. And I'm fairly opinionated about that coming from Germany and having experienced that walls are not necessarily the best way to keep people in or out. So if you want to read about that, go to our blog, share the articles, um, comment on them, give us feedback in any way or form. Um, we'd love to hear from you and, and continue the dialogue around this. Also, you've noticed that we have guests on this program from all walks of life, um, whether they're famous or quote-unquote normal people, regular people like you and I, and they're all from around the world. And there is one particular guest that I'm working on right now. Um, some of you may be familiar with a program that is on CNN, that's an American news network, called Parts Unknown. The host of that show is a gentleman by the name of Anthony Bourdain, and he is a master culture crosser, if you will. He's done that professionally for many, many years for this TV program. And I've, I'm determined I want to have him on this podcast someday. So if you know him or if you know a way to get to him, please, we'd be happy to have that conversation. So Anthony Bourdain, if you're listening, I want you on this program soon. And not only do I want Anthony Bourdain on this program, I want all of you to be a guest on this program at some point. And maybe you know somebody that you think qualifies to be a guest here and you think his or her story should be heard. And with that being said, I would like to, while you're still at the website, I would like to invite you to leave your email address and your name in the contact tab. It's really easy. Uh, just write your name down and your email and I'll tell you why. We'll be having a webinar in the very near future. Plan is to have it in June. Title is called the Culture Guy webinar. Well, what else? This is the Culture Guy podcast, right? It's got to be the Culture Guy webinar, Seven Principles of Cultural Agility. Now, that's a mouthful. Seven Principles of Cultural Agility. You want to find out what that is? Put your name and your email on the website in the contact tab and that signs you up for our newsletter and you will hear about it first, okay? Also, make sure that you check out the podcast by Catherine Busman from Toronto. She just started her new podcast called The Worldly Marketer and I had the pleasure and honor to be one of her first guests on our program, The Worldly Marketer Podcast. Check it out. Episode 007. <laughs> 007. Um, episode 007 is with yours truly, and Catherine and I talk about cross-cultural marketing. 
Now, there's a few events for the cross-cultural specialists out there, one being the CETAR USA Annual Conference. That's going to be in November in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's still a few months out. However, if you would like to present there or um, be a... Uh, like a discussion host or if you want to be an active participant at the CETAR USA conference you may want to hurry up and submit your proposal the deadline has been extended to my knowledge into early June so there's only a couple of days left to do that go to CETARUSA.org I'll post the link in the show notes um, and submit your proposal a little closer um, on the calendar is the Summer Institute for Intercultural Communication. That'll take place in Portland, Oregon from July 13 through 29. Uh, there is an extended uh, catalog or a workshop schedule on their website. They've got presentations coming from Carlos Cortez, from George Renwick, from my friend and mentor Tatiana Fertelmeister, also Diane Hoffner Sapphire or Sapphire. Uh, Diane, forgive me, I never know how to pronounce her name. She was a, a guest on our podcast a couple of months ago. So she's going to present there. John Condon is going to present. Um, who else do I see? Of course, Janet Bennett. So um, this is going to be a very. Uh, very important event for those of you who take intercultural work, cross-cultural work serious. It's the Summer Institute for Intercultural Communication, Portland, Oregon, July 13 through 29. And now, with that being said, I would like to introduce to you my friend Mykola Latansky from Kiev. And today I have with me Mykola Latansky from the Ukraine. Welcome, Miguel. Thank you for taking time to be on the program. How are you today? Thank you, Christian, for inviting me. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> great to hear Thank that. You. Those of you who don't know Mikola yet, he is uh, quite the impressive uh, person in the Russian-speaking and Ukrainian-speaking universe. I met Mikola at a, uh, a seminar in Los Angeles a while ago, and I was very impressed with his language capabilities. Not only does Mikola speak fluent English, he also speaks quite decently German, which was, to me as a German speaker, really impressive. Mikola is the creator of the True Success Movement and the president of the Academy of True Success. Um, you're based in Kiev, right? But you're doing business across how many countries? We have, yes, uh, had, we have headquarters in Kiev, capital of Ukraine, mm -hmm. but we have clients in over 60 countries. They are all Russian speaking who used to live one, some, uh, in the past in one of the countries, so one of the 15 countries of the former Soviet Union. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> 60 plus countries now. When you say true success movement, um, to those of our audience who are not quite familiar with what that means, how would you explain that in, in, in very simple terms? In very simple terms, I uh, I distinguish success in a in a societal understanding: being rich, uh, driving a luxurious car, having a big apartment, a house, mm -hmm. or a status. With uh, true success, uh, meaning what is true for a particular person, and um, this may be very different from what society is expecting. Like. 
some uh, I, I, in in my opinion people would uh, uh, achieve true success when they are happy they know why they live and how they serve the world with their talents they are fulfilled and they are rich at the end because when we are finding our own way when we uh, can uh, open up our gifts and talents and give it to the world to other people and we uh, believe in mastery then we will get all the money <laughs> uh, because people want to work with their people who are on they on uh, who, who do who do what they were meant to do so yes happy happy fulfilled and rich this is my uh, definition of true success and it may be just everything somebody would be happy fulfilled and rich being a taxi driver maybe not very rich but happy fulfilled and having nice money mm -hmm. somebody can be a, a children book writer somebody can be a politician and still be living the true success life or being an astronaut scientist or what teacher or whatever mm -hmm. Happy, fulfilled, and rich. <laughs> so, is that a mindset that is very common in your culture? Is that a mindset you you find often in Ukraine or the Russian-speaking world? No, this is my goal to bring this mindset to all the people worldwide. Because uh, over eighty percent of people worldwide are unhappy just because they live somebody else's life. They want to be <laughs> successful and happy. They they look. For outside examples, uh, they try to walk in other people's shoes, not realizing at the beginning, especially that this is not meant for for them, and they don't want, they don't look inside of them where the answer is. Yeah. Why I was born for uh, and what uh, and what and for? Yes. <laughs> so um, that's an idea, a concept that you developed. Uh, partly from your own experience but you also worked with a lot of uh, great names in the in the personal development arena like Jack Canfield or like our mutual friend uh, Joel Roberts right so th this is an idea that was also influenced a lot by uh, Western thinking correct absolutely yeah all my teacher I would say like 99% my teachers are Americans mostly from California and Jack Canfield is my uh, primary teacher and the mm -hmm. biggest teacher and, and the mentor so I, I I am with him since since July or even since January 2007 when I read his book and everything changes my life and yes I started to study everything I can I mean from the best of the best in the United States and as, as the long I was studying this new thinking for our countries here uh, I was thinking I need to transfer this knowledge transfer this mindset to my people and that's what I was doing like about six months later after mm -hmm. meeting with Jack mm -hmm. and I do it very successfully so for those of you that listen and you wonder who's that Jack Canfield guy that's the man who co-wrote the book uh, chicken soup for the soul right right and so, many other books and many other but that's that's his the claim to fame so to say um, so yes. with that uh, and, and uh, having been around people from Eastern Europe I, I've learned that these novel ideas from out west are not always easily received so was it hard for you to um, present this information to your to your people are you are you uh, having to deal with resistance from Ukrainians and Russians 
I never had any, uh, not, not, I, I sometimes had the resistance, but not very much. I think maybe the movie The Secret helped me a lot because the moment I was starting to give this knowledge over here, the movie The Secret was a big uh, thing here and many people were starting to realize the power of mind, the, the positive thinking, the law of attraction, all this stuff where I started and I have, now I have much more much more knowledge to share but I started uh, when the movie The Secret was here a big thing still is mm -hmm. actually and uh, a lot of people who watched the movie then seen the, me being connected to Jack Canfield who is also in the movie mm -hmm. and other people other, my other teachers they would go to my seminars mm -hmm. immediately knowing that they get they can get much more knowledge uh, which already resonated to them in that movie so it helped that there was already some groundswell going on in the Ukraine and that you were able to yeah. show that you have access to, to the originator of, of, yeah. the, of these teachings. I must be teachings. very, very grateful to Rhonda Byrne. She helped me a lot. She, ne she never knew this. I never, I, I never met her, but <laughs> she is a big reason for my success too. Nice, nice. Now, I know, start. I, I know that you grew up behind what was often called the Iron Curtain, and and I know because I, we talked before, so I know you had some adventures early on in your in your youth when you actually left your your country, not necessarily the way it was supposed to be done, right? Can you can can you share a little bit about that? It was 1993, Soviet Union just collapsed back into in 1991. It was at the, at, the, at the most possible down mm -hmm. for every for people were just people didn't have food for to, to feed themselves. Wow. Same with my family. My grandpa passed away, who was the big biggest provider for the whole family. And then in 1993, myself and my friend we realized we don't we don't uh, we, we didn't see any future here in the, in Ukraine. But we we watched a lot of Hollywood movies, and we for some reason, and yes, behind the uh, Iron Curtain, you don't really understand what's outside of there. You only can judge by the movies. So we thought there would be a very easy life if you just get to the West. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we had sixty-five dollars for two of us, and a ticket to our first town in Poland. Mm -hmm. We took the train. Next day we were in Warsaw, and in the next two more days. Our money went uh, ran out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would think so. And, and the most pity thing was when we see Poland and Warsaw. Mm -hmm. It was not that west we we used to see in the Hollywood movie. So we had to go further to the west. Mm -hmm. Germany was was our next intention, and without almost without any money, almost no food. <laughs> Make a long short story short. That year we crossed eleven borders illegally. From oh, Poland wow. to, Ger to from Poland to Czech Republic, from Czech Republic to Germany, from Germany to France, most of the time over the through the like uh, cornfield or through their <laughs> rivers under the bridge, through the water, uh, just uh, through the <laughs> forest, and we were looking for the easy life. And um, did, did you find the easy life in the West? Uh, Partially, we find we found when we went to the uh, asylum. How do you say it? Mm -hmm. Asylum, mm -hmm. and ask for the political. Uh, we uh, call, calling our calling ourselves political refugees. Yes. But 
they didn't trust us they didn't believe in these stories but still i spent half a year first in holland and then half a year in germany uh we were living the way most uh, um, migrants would live who wants to live the easy life doing nothing we were stealing in the stores we were stealing their bicycles oh wow and uh, yeah i i i went through this through this uh, kind of life how do you feel so it finally, how, how feel how do you feel it today about what you did back then do you do you, do you feel that this was a learning experience for you or is this something that is well something you have mixed feelings about about the stealing and about the leeching of the system uh, I have, I would say, I have mixed feeling. Mm -hmm. It's also a romantic time. It was it used to be a very much romantic time. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> and fear and uh, scare is uh, being scared. Yes. But uh, this was a huge learning for me. That uh, at the one year, at the end of that year, I realized if you want to create the masterpiece of your life, you need to work hard on it. And I uh, then finally I turned went back to the university for the third time in the second year, mm -hmm. and I decided I will finish it with the honor. I will I will uh, learn I will study two foreign languages: German as first foreign language, and then English. And that's what I achieved. And in three years and four years time, I was I had only I had the honor degree. I I spoke fluently German and English, and I. I was uh, as pract uh, pr practicant. I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, uh, with, with Siemens. Oh, and, and an, in, an intern. I think the English word is an intern. German yeah, would be intern. practicant. So you were in, an intern. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> in Erlangen, Bayern. Yes. And uh, after that, all their all possible doors were opening for me. After I turned back, come back after eight months uh, after the internship with Siemens, all foreign companies would love to have me on staff here in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. when, <laughs> when, when you came to the West first and when you did your internship, of course you, you spoke the language at that point, but you still, I'm, I'm sure you encountered different behaviors and different way of acting and managing people in, in a work environment uh, in Germany or in the Netherlands compared to the Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. how, how did you manage? Did, did you make any mistakes or did you step on people's toes? Uh, I don't really remember any particular painful situation. But I, I do remember that I was, be, again, grow, being grown up behind the Iron Curtain, I was so much interested in other world mm -hmm. that I was absorbing all the possible cultures, traditions and food and Biofest was a big thing for me in Germany when Biofest or Biofest. Uh, yes, <laughs> I think that every, everybody around the world knows what that is. <laughs> yeah. And a good thing when I was at at the internship later, we had we had um, uh, students from all over the world, <laughs> and to even learn more of the other 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 part of the world, I created a party with students, my friends from the from that uh, students exchange organization, and I remember we had in my kitchen on my floor 
uh, about 20 people from 16 countries. And it was such a huge, um, I, I don't know how to say it, mindset expander mm -hmm. to see people from Brazil, from Finland, from Germany, from uh, maybe Canada, I don't, I don't know, from Vietnam, oh, wow. sitting together, eating pizza, dancing, Latin music. And um, I don't think I had any big travels with other cultures because I was so much open to other world mm. and I still I, I love all, all the religions I love all the cultures all the nations this is this is uh, I have some prejudice also but uh, How did, by uh, default I, I open to just any 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 folks did you also feel that your host countries were just as welcoming to you as you were open for them or did you experience um, people that were a little suspicious you said when you played the card of a political refugee people didn't always trust you then did you feel then in the later in the 90s as you lived in Western Europe that you were accepted as, as a as a person from the former Soviet Union I would say I was accepted because I just I don't know how to explain it um, uh, I I knew some other people had problems with like Germans or Dutch people or somebody else's mm -hmm. else but I know I don't know how I don't know why you know why maybe um, in Soviet Union all the cultures all the nations and we had over 100 nations mm -hmm. they were all turned to Russians which is uh, strange because we have people all the all, all different colors different different um, eye uh, form mm -hmm. and um, different religions and they all were, they were all called Russians speaking one language mm -hmm. also they all have native languages and um, maybe maybe I was too, too much suppressed here in the former Soviet Union so that when I had the chance to learn even my own culture better I was just open to any culture. So understanding could, such could, could such that a, be the big the big learning for people who cross cultures who have to work internationally or who are dealing with people that are coming into their countries like you see now in Germany with the refugees coming from from the Middle East that being open and being accepting of the otherness is the key to success. I remember Goethe said that the the, uh, uh, the, uh, the number of languages you speak is the number of lives you live. Oh, in terms beautiful! Of the, the, yeah, the more, the more. Uh, I came to the idea last year. We drove uh, by car in the 30 days, 14 countries in Europe. And when I come back to Ukraine, I was uh, reflecting what what was my biggest learning. And I realized when people travel, when people need, meet new cultures, new people, new languages, new religions, they better understand themselves. And when they live in their own shell, um, they just get used to who they are. I mean, to what they understand about themselves, and they don't really meet themselves. Oh, beautiful. I couldn't have said it any better. That was great, Mikola. <laughs> so the movement of true success the true success movement is is the company is the movement that Mikula is is has, has spearheaded for the past 10 years there's a book coming out i hear so look look out for that um is it called true success or what's the name of the book it's called true success designing the masterpiece of your life nice and how do people find you 
on the World Wide Web right now. I know you've got your website. It's latansky.com, right? there. You've got your Facebook and your Twitter, and we will certainly post that in the show notes. Um, the easiest way to find my, my, me is always to ask Google, Mikola Latansky, and I will pop up. Not very much in English at this moment of time, but uh, still, there will be my TEDx talk in India for for 1,200 people on the power of transparency, and there are some other interviews, some videos. Yeah, and we, soon we will be on the English-speaking market too when the book is done. Well, there are what 200 million, 300 million Russian speakers in the world, so I'm sure we will have <laughs> some some of them listen here, and they will find you, Mikola. Um, I don't know if I say it right, but Spasiba, thank you very much for making yourself available. And um, I, I look forward to, to continuing our dialogue. I look forward to seeing you again in person soon. Um, I know you're going to be traveling across the big water again. So uh, let me know when you're back in, in North America and we will get together for the, our next conversation for this podcast. I'd love to. Thank you very much, Christian, for having me at your podcast. <laughs> we say it different in Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Mikola Latansky from Kiev. And did you realize I screwed up? I said something in Russian, or I thought I was speaking Russian. No, I should have said it in Ukrainian. but more languages, man. You will find all the relevant links to Mikola and his web properties in the show notes, to his website, to his Facebook, to the, his TED Talk. He did a TEDx Talk in Chennai. Um, I'll post a link to that as well. Check it out on theculturemastery.com forward slash blog. And of course, you'll find it on Stitcher and iTunes. And don't forget, put your name and email in the contact tab on the website to receive our newsletter, the Culture Reflection Newsletter, which will also have the information that you need to get on the webinar, the Culture Guy webinar, Seven Principles of Cultural Agility. And check out the Intercultural Institute uh, for the Summer Institute for their programs in Portland, as well as the CETAR website for their annual conference in Tulsa in November. I'll look forward to seeing some of you there. And I'm sure there's going to be some relevant guests for the podcast at the CHR conference. So if you're thinking about this, go in there. Just keep in mind, I'll be there with a recording device. I'll find you. So this was the Eastern European episode for May 26th, the Culture Guy podcast. I'll hear you again, or you will hear me again soon in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned, watch your inbox, watch your iTunes, or what other device you're using to get the podcast. 
connect with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Google+. We are out there. I am out there ready to connect with you and getting feedback from you, getting suggestions from you who should be on the program next. The Culture Guy is out for this time. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. And always trust your process. Thank you.